crazy motherfuckers. Definitely cut that out. That is not how we start the episode. Welcome to Daisy May Chatco, the most baddest podcast in all the podcast land. Brought to you by Daisy May Hatco. Side effects from listening to this podcast may include being an ultimate badass, buying a product from DaisyMayHats.com, following your dreams, and not being a little boo. That's how it's That's how it's starting. <laughs> Yo, what's up, everybody? Uh, this is Gage, and this week we're here with David Young. What's up? Our producer. It's just us this week, and we're pumped. But first things first, we have a sponsor, and I'm very excited about it. It is Simpleton Goods out of Oklahoma City, and run by, the company is run by an awesome buddy of mine named Tyler. He actually does all my leather work. I have two custom wallets from him. I have a tall like biker wallet with a sweet chain. It's got lightning bolts all over it. it says Daisy May Hatco on the inside. And then I have a nice little um, like credit card wallet that has the lose no sleep tiger on it. it. Looks super badass and has a bunch of lightning bolts on it. Gotta have lightning bolts. And so he's been super kind to us. He's sponsored the podcast. And for everyone listening, if you go to his website, you can get, are you ready, David? You can get yes. 20% off. Sweet. That's a really good That's discount. That's an incredible deal. I yeah. was expecting like 5 or 10. No. That's like every discount no. over here. 20%, dude. So Tyler's got great leather goods. He's got wallets. He's got bags. He's got amazing t-shirts that I love. Um, so at checkout, use DMHC20. That is all caps, DMHC20 at checkout. So there's that. Let's get started for this week. David Young, how are you, bro? I'm so Dude, excited to see you. I'm so excited to see you. I'm excited to be here. Dude, you were in Texas. I was. God's country. Dude, God's country. How was um, it? It was good. It was good. Um, it was busy. Uh, you know, whenever we go back and see family, it's always a mad dash around town to try to make everyone feel included yeah uh so it's never really a vacation for us yeah but it's good it was but, really good but then as an adult you have to accept the fact that you are not responsible for other people's feelings that's true sometimes <laughs> <laughs> i think a lot of people in life can't grasp that they feel responsible for other people's feelings uh i feel responsible for a lot of yeah yeah that's probably a, a self flaw of mine. I probably need to work through that at some Dude, point. Dude, you need to read um, Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink. Dude, I do. I downloaded it two weeks ago. I'm like three, uh, three or four chapters in on Audible. And then, but today, I was just about to ask if they had, a, had an audio. Oh, book. of course they oh, do. I can't. I can't actually read a book. No. I mean, I can read a book. Yeah, I have the ability to. I just don't. No. Yeah. No. Who has time to sit down and read? No one. Um, especially people who own their own businesses. Yeah. I don't have time to read paper. Yeah. <laughs> I only got time to count paper, baby. <laughs> Show me the money. <laughs> uh, I got a, I had a buddy of mine told me to get this book today. Um, and I downloaded it and I'm like 15 minutes into it. I still need to finish extreme ownership. Um, it's by a guy named Jack Donovan, and it's called The Way of Men. 
the way of men. Yeah. You have to check it out. Yeah. It's kind of like about like, just like not being a bitch. Yeah. It's cool. Uh, and do look at the cover. It's like skulls. One dude's like holding a spear. Yeah. One guy got his COVID mask bandana on. <laughs> He's already dead. He must have died of COVID. No, I mean, they, haven't, they haven't come out that you can't get it when you're dead. No, no. CDC doesn't say anything. Listen, we shit on like COVID stuff. I've noticed like in every episode and I feel like people were like, they're COVID deniers. It's like, no, definitely not COVID. He's coughing. He's got COVID. I got <laughs> Ironically, I just choked on a cough drop. That's hilarious. Oh, dude. Um, yeah, man. We're not denying. Some, we're no, not we're not denying COVID. We're not denying it, but there's there's a whole lot of stupidity that goes on around it for sure. Dude, people that drive with a mask on that cracks me up. I don't trust those people. I mean, I don't trust. Them. I don't. I, it just makes me question their ability to think, their thinking capacity. Uh, did you see the CDC release the thing? Uh, I've got a lot of friends in California and in Oregon, Washington, who yeah. are dealing with all the fires. Dude, yeah, my aunt had to leave her house. Yeah, so they they CDC posted a thing yesterday that said um, to not use the masks that that say you know that for people that like limit the COVID nineteen exposure mm-hmm. because it's not effective against wildfire particles, but wildfire particles are like a thousand times larger than COVID-19 particles. <laughs> so Holy shit. The way filters work, they said it's not at all effective against wildfires. What do you so. do? What are people supposed to do? People are like deathly afraid like right now. Like it's crazy, man. I know. It's I crazy. Know. Every, every it, The whole country is in a freaking tailspin right now. You know, I feel bad for folks. Because people have lost their jobs, dude. They've lost their jobs to, and their businesses, like restaurants. Restaurants don't run like a, like a, what's the number I'm looking for? Like a high profit margin, I guess. Yeah. You know? It's, I feel like we're in a society where it's the best we can do is barely survive Mm -hmm. on, or at least I kind of feel like that's where the government wants us. It's really conspiracy theory. Whoa, of me. dude. Uh, hey, boys, Days May Hat Co. Tenfold Hats coming soon. <laughs> boys and girls, I should say. 75% uh, of our listeners are, are men, is yeah. what I've been told by our, uh, our analytics. Nice. So, men, men are the most. Let's check. Yeah, I'm actually really interested in that. Let's see here. Hey, and we, see, uh, okay, so everyone who's reached out to me about listening to this podcast. I really had no idea what I was going to do with this thing. I just knew I want to start one. And David, I convinced David somehow. And I'm so <laughs> pumped. And we really have, you know, David's take ownership of this stuff. And then we got, it takes a small army to do this. It's me. It's David. It's Andrew. Shout out to Swampy, a big 50 who does all of our editing and puts stuff together. Puts yeah. our intro. Dude. And our intro is awesome. Is awesome. Tim freaking Montana. I love making that guy hats, man. I love that guy. He's just a pure joy. Okay, so let's see here. Dude, 94% is in the United States of America. Yes. That's strong. 4% is Australia. I could see that. That's awesome. Love Australia. Never been. Australia is like the Texas of the world. Yeah, well, they're all pirates there. Yeah. You know, it's like they're all, their history is like, it was a 
prison really, that's island. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's nuts. You know. Um, plus, there's a bunch of ba 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 babes, and then we have one percent in Canada. It's like fucking Justin Trudeau just like flipping out listening to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I hate <Hey>. these guys. <laughs> All they do is drink Black Rifle coffee and talk crap. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, so let's see here. Um, we don't need Tim Hortons. We've got Black Rifle. Dude, remind me to tell you about my Tim Hortons story. I need to know. <laughs> I got two. Um, okay, so 74% is male. This is off Spotify. 22% is female. 3% not specified. And 0% non-binary. What the heck? Where's our non-binary people at, man? What's up with that? They need hats, too. They need hats, too. Let's see here. Uh, Ages, 17%, 23 through 27. 62% is 28 through 34. And then 15%, 35 through 44. And 3%, 45 through 59. That's probably like my mom. My mom. And she probably like makes my grandma listen to it or something. Yeah. You know, what's up? Shout out to my mom. What's up, mom? Um, but dude, I've just been so ecstatic about how this has been going. And I just want to say thank you to everyone who's just reached out. And I had one dude just like, he goes, I don't even listen to podcasts. And this is the first podcast I ever listened to. And I freaking love it. Yeah. And that gets me so excited. That's awesome. Because we literally talk about nothing. And we talk about some stuff. Yeah. Dustin was great to have on. Dustin was hilarious. He was hilarious. Like, he cussed so great. much. <laughs> He's got a dirty mouth. I was like, why do you cuss so much? This is insane. Uh, and the the story about uh, 31 West was hilarious. 30, oh, I, I, I call it 51 West. Oh, in the thing? In the thing, yeah. but it's 31 West. I only know it was 31 West because it's right there. Because, yeah, see the you little, can see the, see the little yeah. glowing sign. Uh, yeah, no, I... I had forgotten. So when I was when I was like working on that little section, I totally had forgot that that story even happened on microphone. <laughs> it, it was way <laughs> off before, like when I was still getting levels and stuff. And so I had totally spaced that that was even a thing. And when I I literally was like almost on the floor laughing in my studio whenever I heard that, <laughs> I had just totally forgot that it happened. Oh. So yeah. good. I have not fixed my chair yet. <laughs> So it's uh, shout out to uh, the squeak. It's, shout out uh, to the squeak. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of the podcast now, dude. It is. Yeah. Uh, what are you drinking? I have. What was it? Silent. Silence or smooth. smooth. Yeah. Black, black rifle. rifle, dude. It's good. We love our black rifle around here. We're still waiting for the uh, sponsorship, but it's coming. Hey, I know it. Things are in works. By things are in works, I mean I I bought more. So, <laughs> and then I'm I, I'm enjoying this beautiful Killcliff, the Tasty Blood Orange, naturally flavored, clean energy drink. This is my favorite energy drink I've ever had. I'm gonna have to get one. We'll get one before you go. Yeah, you'll have to smash one before we get out of here. So, and then you'll just be up forever. I may need to wait until the morning. No, to no, <laughs> no. Be up, up all night, dude. Just double fist your coffee and this Killcliff, dude. I, yeah, I'll never, I'll never go to sleep if I do that. No, no, never. Because uh, what time do you leave for your drive tomorrow? Like five a.m. 
<laughs> I have to wake up at five. I have to go work out with Russ tomorrow. Oh, I'll be at his house at six. That's the worst. Waking up early is my least favorite thing to do. Dude, my daughter's been waking up at like 4.30 in the morning. My son came into my room. So we were also just in North Carolina a little bit ago. And when I drove back in, I got in f- um, Monday at 5 a.m. Or Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. From North Carolina? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to Texas. No, I was in Texas the week before that. That's right. Okay, yeah. so this so in Texas, past week, I thought you were in North Carolina. Okay, because your brother was home. Brother-in-law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. my brother-in-law. Uh, so that's in North Carolina. And then we drove back in, and I finally crashed in bed. It was like a nine-and-a-half-hour drive. I got back in. I've, it was like five in the morning. And uh, my son comes in at 6.30. It wakes me up, and he says, Dad, I just wanted to let you know that I'm tired. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, well, you should go back to sleep. And he said, I should have slept a little bit longer like you and mom. And I was like, go back to bed. (laughs) And he goes, good idea. And just leaves. And I was like, do you remember coming in and waking me up? And he was like, nope. And I was like... (laughs) I was like, you came, you woke me up to let me know that you're still tired. And I was like, just go back to bed. Yeah, don't ever do that again. (laughs) That's the worst idea. (laughs) But in his little four-year-old head, I I guess letting me know that he he was still tired was... He just won't have a moment with you. Yeah. He won't have a moment with you, and and you needed to know that. (laughs) I was like, one and a half hours of sleep later, and then I was up for the day. Oh, God, that's the worst. I had to take my dog to the vet today. That's terrible. $165 for my freaking dog. It's so expensive. On a dog? I know. Oh my God, dude, yeah. I'm like, I buy you dog food every month. What more do you, and you sleep <laughs> inside on a bed. Like, what else do you want from me? Yeah, I feel like the that transaction should be a little more two-sided. Because you give them everything and then they get sick. Yeah. You have to take them to the doctor. And it's usually because they ate something they weren't supposed to. Dude, she has a like some kind of skin condition going on right now. And she's been laying in the grass. Yeah. And she got a rash. And then the the vet was like, hey, you know the collar you have on your dog? Like the flea collar? I go, yeah. She goes, it's not very good. I go, okay, well, I paid like 150 bucks for this piece of crap. Now, what do I have to buy now? You know, she goes, you want to get the chewable pill every three months? I was like, oh my God, on top of the dog food? <laughs> she was just like, like does that, I'm afraid so. Does that one chewable, does that, does that, do, do they need to eat also? Like, I mean, does that one thing fill them up for no, three months? It doesn't. It just fights off other bugs. The so bugs don't eat them. I'm like, come on, man. Terrible. But I'm like, why can't humans eat that? And like when I go in the woods, like, you know, I don't be pulling ticks off me. Yeah. But nope, you no. can't have it. it. Just works for dogs. That's lame. Yeah. I told my fiance, I'm like, this is our last dog. I'm not doing any more dogs. I'm kind of over animals right now. Yeah. Uh, we have a cat. Oh, um, what's wrong with you? Was it your wife's idea? Yeah. Oh. I liked our cat for a while. What's his name? It's a girl. Oh. We're real original. Um, it's a calico. Okay. So of course, we named her Callie. She uh, <laughs> she got sick one day. We took her to uh, to the vet, and uh, she got real bloated and like blew up like a balloon. It was ridiculous. So we take her in. She was being real like lethargic or whatever. Yeah. We take her in. The vet did like an X ray, 
and the vet literally walked in and was like, um, I popped your cat. <laughs> she, literally, she literally just looked at us and she was like, your cat is full of crap. Your cat just needs to use the restroom. And that was it. That was it? That was it. That's all. She just didn't want to. Wow. Yeah. You don't really own cats. No. Cats just rule your house. Yeah. In their mind. Mm-hmm. I feel like they just, they, they're they just like the elitist of all animals. Yeah. At least in their own minds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that's why they don't have middle fingers. Because they just give you the bird like all Every the time. time. Every time. 100% of the time. Hey, yeah. can you do that? Nope. Nope. They just want to lay there. Yeah. She sleeps like 16 out of 24 hours a day. And she like swaps at you and you're trying to move her. Like you yep. want to sit down on the couch. Yeah. You know, you're, about, you're about to... Do some Hulu, anything, yeah. or no whatever. What, no matter what you want to do, yeah. And she's, she's just she's like, a, no. if she wants attention, until you want to give her attention. Yeah. Someone or like you have a kid over, and the kid wants to give the cat attention. It's the end of the world. Don't touch that cat. No. Don't touch that freaking cat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, we're not cat people in my house. Cats are crazy. I do love my dog. Her name's Penelope. I call her Penny. And uh, uh, Donna surprised me with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, one time, a few, few years ago, just brought me this puppy and I was like, oh my God, this is awesome. And she was like the best dog, the best dog in the world. And I, I still love her. Um, but she, Donna was coming. Did I tell you about, I tell you about the, the, my dog jumping out of the Jeep? No. Donna was coming back from Franklin for whatever reason. And she's on the phone with her mom. Uh, hands free, of course. Yeah. And uh, Penny had like rolled the back window down in our Jeep, like with her paw, and then jumped out the Jeep <laughs> while Donna's on 65 North on the freaking, this is a, like a four lane freeway, people, coming up to Nashville. She looks in her rearview mirror, and there's Penny just tumbling, dude, on oh, the no. freeway. And Donna's like, oh my God. And like, pulls over penny runs the opposite way towards like the big median wall mm-hmm. and this sweet old woman pulls over and picks up penny throws her in her car and then drives her over to donna that's awesome and then donna called me she's like penny's dead i was like <laughs> what what happened this is insane and i because donna is like the most level-headed person that i know yeah and uh doesn't get freaked by that kind of stuff you know um and dude, she was just like, Penny jumped out of the Jeep. I was like, holy shit, for real? And she goes, yeah, she jumped out of the Jeep. And I was like, oh my God. So I had to go, I jumped in my car. I was at her house and I flew down there, but I had to like go all the way to Brentwood and like turn around, you know, on that bridge to get back up 65 because yeah. they're between like Brentwood and whatever else, who cares? Um, and so I pull up, there's a cop and like this lady and, and Donna and in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm going to get sued. I'm sure she caused a wreck because traffic had definitely oh, yeah. stopped at that point, right? I mean, it was moving, but you could tell it was like jammed. Yeah. And uh, in my mind, I'm just thinking, I'm going to get sued. I work for like a, t- a car detailer company. <laughs> I'm broke. What am I going to do? Someone's dead besides my dog. And then I just pull up and then there's Penny just hanging out. 
hanging out the back of the Jeep and she's got a cut on her hip, like a three inch cut and she's dirty, right? She's all black, yeah. whatever. And this cop would just goes, man, you got a miracle dog. This dog should be dead. I don't know how she's alive, but you may want to take her to the vet because she might have internal bleeding or something. And I go, okay, thanks dude. And Donna goes home. I take the dog to the vet over on the east side of town. And the lady goes, yep, nothing wrong with her. Just going to uh, stapler, stapler shut real quick. I'm That's like, incredible. You're kidding me. She goes, no, she's fine. But ever since then, though, <laughs> Penny's been off in the brain, dude. Yeah, she's been off in her mind. I think she's got like some brain damage from from that little bit of rattle. I think so. Yeah. You know, just a couple of wires got knocked loose. Yeah, she it takes a little bit longer when you're like, hey, sit. She just kind of looks at you before she'd be like, boop, sit. You know, lay down all the way, all the way. Now you're like, hey, sit. Siatate. And she's like, oh, okay. Oh. She sits there. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell? She's like fluent in German. She you just speaks Spanish now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not yeah. mad. I'm impressed. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, dude. So that was, uh, that's Penny, man. She's still alive. But oh, yeah, just like 165 bucks for a dog. It's craziness. That's crazy. But you've made a commitment to own the dog. Yep. You have to see it through until she jumps out like the window on Thank the opposite <laughs> people probably like these dudes are assholes I hate dogs <laughs> they don't think COVID's real <laughs> we think COVID's real I promise uh, my consultant had it yeah we know it's we real we talked it's about just, that yeah we know it's real it's just kind of ridiculous it's dude did you hear about the mayor I heard a little bit. My wife was telling me a little bit about it in between some of my sessions that I had today. I was reading an article about it today. So they had <laughs> hid some emails, hid emails, whatever the word is. Uh, emails have come to light about them talking about COVID numbers with restaurants. And really the outbreak was only 80 people like they had got it from a restaurant. And when they came out from the news, they were like, 40,000 people <laughs> like got it from restaurants, closed everything down. But dude, in the restaurant, it was the the mayor's advisor, some woman just goes, is this going to be public knowledge or can we keep this confidential? And the dude goes, we'll keep this confidential. She goes, okay, great. Wow. So it was a whole thing where they like literally hid this knowledge from the public and then turn around and lied to everyone that's, and boosted the numbers. Like that's proven. That doesn't surprise me. Not at all. You think it's a money thing? It drives agendas, yeah. money, agendas, political things. Yeah. That's kind of been, I think where a lot of my sarcasm about the whole coronavirus thing comes from is like, Oh, not because you're just an asshole. Well, I mean that too. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's real. But instead of being like, let's find the best way to deal with what life looks like and in this being part of our life. Yeah. They're like, okay, well, this thing's new and scary. How can we leverage this to insert whatever their agenda is? You know, whether it's political agenda, make you know, leveraging it to make money, whatever. Like, you know, uh, I'm not saying that any of these companies in particular 
did this, but like, look at, look at some of the companies that are like the biggest companies in the world now that were not then. Do you know what I mean? Well, I mean, that, that's going to be the biggest company in the world, <laughs> despite COVID. <laughs> but like, you know, yeah, like Amazon was already huge. Yeah. But they're like, they, I mean, they just like tripled, you know? Yeah. I think one thing too, people need to remember is they're like, Jeff Bezos made $16 billion. I'm like, okay, his company did. Yeah. Jeff Bezos did not make 16 billion dollars or whatever the number is right he in his personal so here's the thing and people get upset about this is because they don't understand money and they don't know how how money works oh yeah totally you know what i'm saying yeah so uh i might ruffle some feathers when i say this but it's it's true it's just like they have they have a they just have a very limited understanding of how money actually works with these types of people who have that much money those people don't have 16 billion dollars in a bank account right they have company shares yeah that are worth investments in 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 that company or in a company and then they have other things like money and assets right whatever whether it's you know gold a house cars yeah properties properties stocks, stocks exactly and then they have like a fraction of that in their actual bank account you know yeah, I mean, and they probably got a couple Swiss bank accounts too. Cause yeah. that's smart. Maybe something the Caymans. Yeah, know? who knows? Yeah, it would be it would be kind of dumb to have, you know, six hundred billion dollars or whatever sitting in a Bank of America account, <laughs> 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 literally doing nothing. That'd be terrible. <laughs> be yeah, just a giant waste of money. I just see a lot of stuff on on social media though, where people are just like. Oh, you got to like tax the rich or whatever. You got to tax these people. I'm like, dudes, you have to research this stuff because here's the thing. Dudes like that who own companies like that are able to hire the most expensive lawyers to find the loopholes in those different taxes, right? Oh, yeah. They get out of that. So really what happens is the middle class gets screwed. Yep, you absolutely. Know? And people have a hard time understanding that. And that's like what bugs me so much. It's like, dude, I get it. I think school, whatever else should be free. Totally. Absolutely. It's not, that's not the reality that we live in right now. Everything costs money. Everything. Dude, dude, nothing is free. Nothing is free ever. Something has to get paid. Some, somebody has to be paid for, for a job to be done, you know? And, I get except exposure. Yeah, dude, no, exposure <laughs> totally pays the bills. Oh my god. I just get riled up. I don't even know if riled up's a word. It just bugs me because it's like, dude, just grind. Yeah. Just grind. Just work hard. That's all you have to do. Be consistent in your work, you know? Yeah. Dude, I- I've had an awesome year this year during a freaking global pandemic. You know, am I a millionaire? No. Are all the bills paid? Yeah. That's a pretty awesome feeling. That's, and a, huge, that, that's a huge accomplishment. And to it's do not that on your own. Yeah. And dude, I'm not boasting about that at all. I'm not being like, hey, look what I can do. No, anyone can do it. Right. Yeah. My thing is, it's just like, it takes time. Right. I've been making hats for four years, dude. You know, I've been doing this for what, over a little bit over a year by myself now. And it, it's, Dude, some really rad stuff has popped up. It's been great, but 
like people like to think that like, you know, hat making is like this really romantic, sexy thing. It's like, dude, actually it's kind of boring. You know? <laughs> like dying hats, sanding them out, blocking them, sanding them out. It's fun. It's therapeutic. Uh, I mean, you're probably here by yourself most of the time. Dude, 99% of the time, I'm just by myself. I'm listening to a book, to a podcast, yeah. whatever. I go home. It's work. Here's here's a, here's what an average day of mine looks like, right? Wake up, breakfast, breakfast with my family. You know what I mean? Be at work by 10. Um, I either go shoot my bow before or I shoot my bow after work. I have to shoot every day, right? Yeah. So I throw that in there at some point of the day. Um, but then I work from 10 to 5.30. Go home. I'm home for two hours. Have dinner with the family. Put my daughter to bed. And then I'm back at work by like 7.30 or 8. And dude, there have been multi- more times than I can count where I've been to shop till like 1.30 to 2 in the morning. Yeah. Last, last week when we were talking, you still had like two hats to get done or something. It was like 11 o'clock at night. Yes. It, yeah. I, I have <laughs> deadlines. People are like, can you make this hat by this day? And I'm like, that's in four days. They're like, yeah. I'm like, you have to pay me X amount of dollars for me to get this done yeah. tonight. Well, especially when you have to put everyone else's stuff on hold. Yes. That paid last week last month absolutely yeah absolutely you know and that's i don't like doing that you know what i mean because i'm just like i feel like i'm i don't know i don't know if it's like treating like other customers badly or something like that i'm just like i have to get this done i have to do it i'm happy to do it it's money this is a business it's yeah but if those other people were like hey i've got this event that i have to have this thing by absolutely you know like one it makes good business sense sure but two you're just taking care of your customers absolutely yeah like if i don't need a hat until two weeks from now yeah and someone ordered and i ordered it last week then someone needs it tomorrow literally i have no problem with them getting bumped up you yeah. know what i mean because if they're if their needs immediate mm-hmm. it is what it is you yeah know? absolutely i think i have a hard time so every once in a while i have a hard time i don't know if it's turning feelings off because i'm a pretty like i'm a pretty like gutter shark business guy you yeah. know what i mean like my goal is just to put everyone else in town out of business. Yeah. Like that's literally my goal. I, I think about it all the time where I was like, dude, these people blow. Like I have to just like put them out of their misery. Yeah. Business wise, you know? Yeah. And there's, I was, I was listening to a business, I think it was a business podcast or a business book, but basically the, they were basically saying like, if you're really good at something, mm-hmm it's kind of your duty to basically let people know that your thing will be better fit for them than this other thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even if that puts that other person out of business, that's better for people in general. If your thing solves that problem better than whatever the other thing is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love stuff like that. Yeah. You know, because I won't go there. <laughs> I get myself in trouble. <laughs> oh my God. Um, dude, should we, we had a couple questions come in. Let's answer some questions. Should we answer some questions? I think we got like three, but still that's fun. I was like, 
I could inflate it and be on, I'd be like, oh, dude, we got like 10 questions. But I think we got three, and that's cool. And I think we should be honest, and we should answer them. Yeah. Uh, answer them accordingly. Let's see here. Uh, this is from I am Wayne Martinez on Instagram. What's up, man? This son of a bitch. Tell me about your country music EP. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a thing? Yeah. Ooh, I need I need to know about this. Okay, so it was like <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's the first question. <laughs> what an asshole. Um, so yeah, a few years ago, by a few years, it was like five or six years ago, probably now. Yeah. I really wanted to do a country EP, like country songs. Mm-hmm. And I had been like writing some country songs and stuff like that. And I was like super pumped on them. And I met up with a buddy and he's like a good songwriter here in town. And we wrote a couple things, you know, and, uh, and I called it Gage West because <laughs> the lady at Wrangler was like, yeah, Gage Spees just sounds weird. You should do like West, like Gage West. And I was like, okay, cool. If that'll get me free Wrangler, then I'm down for that. You know, yeah. and I got a couple boxes of Wrangler stuff, which was super rad. They were all way too big. <laughs> But, dude, I went to North Carolina, um, and it was, I put this whole, like, little band together. It was me, um, Dale Myers, who played pedal steel and guitar, and, dude, shreds, like, one of the best pedal steel players. Uh, Mike Kane, who's an amazing drummer, and my buddy, Zach Tobin, who played bass, and, uh... I just met all these dudes out in North Carolina and I don't know why I didn't stay in Nashville to record a country EP, but I felt like it'd be better if I went North Carolina because the price is way cheaper. Yeah. And we recorded with, um, my dude, Aslan Freeman, shout out to Aslan. He's, he's a producer here in town. Dude, he used to rent a building like right over here. Really? Yeah. And like recorded us a little like shack room in there. Um, but he plays guitar for, uh, a country girl here in town but dude we wrote like four songs four or five songs we wrote four songs and then one was a cover for dale's pedal steel mentors band and they're like this like badass country band from like the 70s i don't know what they were called but they had like they were gonna blow up like you know merle or waylon was like gonna take him on the road and like he did yeah. right took him on the road yeah. a couple times but this like it didn't pop or something like that i can't remember, i don't even know what they're called um, but, uh, they had a song called coming on strong and it was badass, dude. And we covered that and it was super awesome. But that was my, I did a, I did a GoFundMe for, I was like, Hey, I'm just trying to raise like, I think it was like two grand. Yeah. I was like, I'm just trying to go to North Carolina, record these songs. And if you pitch money to it, you'll get a copy of the EP and that's it. Yeah. And People did. I raised some money, sold some shirts, you know, did some, uh, Russ upstairs do this really cool poster for it. Yeah. And it had like my hat on there, like my boots and like my guitar. I played this like really badass, uh, like it was a Gretsch. Yeah. Um, it was the, uh, it wasn't like the white Falcon. It was like this, like the electromatic or whatever it's called, like the super yeah. cheap version. And it was terrible because I had this rattle in the headstock and I could never figure it out. Guitar's piece of shit. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> it was that, but, uh, dude, yeah, it was fun. I did that for a while. And then I signed this country label here in town and they were terrible. 
like terrible because the I was label still, was terrible. Yes, and I was still doing stuff to speak wolves, and they were like, "Yo, we're pulling the plug on speak wolves, man. This isn't gonna happen." And I was like, "Like hell, you are. I have a freaking real recording <laughs> yeah. contract. You guys won't even give me an advance. Like I'm not. This is ridiculous, you know." Um, so, so the yeah. other label was trying to pull your stuff from the other label. Yeah, the other label was like, "Hey." we don't want you to be to speak wolves anymore because it's taking up too much of your time. And I was like, well, to speak wolves is actually paying for this because I get paid in to speak wolves. So why would I stop doing that? You know, like, yeah, this is so sense. dumb. And I turned in like, I don't know, probably like 15 songs to him that I was like, dude, this is it. This is so sick. I love this. You know, then I had this really cool idea to do, um, there, we want you to do a cover. You need to do a cover. And I'm like, ugh, I don't want to do a cover. Like, we want you to do, they had, they wanted me to do a Christmas song for their Christmas record. And I was like, you can take that and shove it up your ass. I hate Christmas music. I love Christmas. Happy birthday, Jesus. But dude, I hate Christmas music. I hate working on Christmas music. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, terrible. Because for whatever reason, I feel like unless, unless it's like a big label project, mm-hmm. um, most people don't think about wanting to work on Christmas music until yeah. like October, yeah. like the end of October yeah. and then like somewhere in the middle of November. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, we really want to get this out before December 1st. So like, and I'm yeah. like, that's in two weeks. Yeah. That's, I, I mean, I guess we could make that happen, but. It's that, a rush order fee, that's baby. That's a huge rush. Yeah. Get, let's get a, let's get an, I had an idea for a song. Can we do a whole album? In two weeks, like, yeah, oh, no. yeah, you know, dude, I yeah, they they, I'd always turn songs in, and they were like, no, 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 and the crazy thing was, is I have, and this is not me trying to sound like an asshole or a dickhead, but it's like a bunch of my friends are like big songwriters here in town. Yeah, like they make their living writing songs, yeah. right? And I'm like, hey guys, like, starting to do this thing. You want to help me write some songs? And I had like amazing dudes writing like on these songs. They're like if you don't do this, I'm going to take it and I'll pitch it to someone because I like it. And uh, what they, they want me to do a cover. And I was like, cool, I want to do Change on uh, the House of Flies by Deftones and make it country. And they were like, no, that's weird. <laughs> I was like, what do you want me to do? Like, give me a break. So, I uh, know that was that. It was a lot of fun. I'm surprised they didn't say who's Deftones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some of the label people are not clueless. Yeah, well, I don't know what happened to that label, but I don't think they're a record label anymore. And I think there was something that had to do with some money laundering, allegedly. That Allegedly. Yeah, that's a good word. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's another one of our... Uh, Another one of our commonly used words on this podcast. Allegedly? Allegedly. Absolutely. Should we go to uh, the next question? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, this is from Ginger Running. My buddy Kyle, uh, what do you say to people who say they can't wear hats? I literally look like I'm going through chemo. Well, Kyle, if you look like you're going through chemo, you need to get off your bicycle and start lifting heavy weights. Um, (laughs) this dude rides a bike like a maniac, dude. Like, I don't know, probably I'm going to say allegedly 50 miles a day. Yeah. 
The dude's always on his bike. He's awesome. Um, and actually, this dude has introduced me to a lot of the music that has inspired me to this day. That's awesome. Yeah, he's a rad dude. And his his brother, Kyle, I'm going to answer your question, but they give a shout out to your brother, who I can't remember his name, um, played in this amazing band back home in Albuquerque called Sunset Gun. And to this day, they're one of the best bands I've ever seen in my entire life. Are they still playing? No. I don't, I don't think so. Maybe they are. I don't know. But I mean, it was like <sighs> Circus Survive meets, um, oh my God, why am I drawing a blank on this band? Hang on. Uh, Anything that can draw a comparison to Circus Survive, I'm all about. At the drive-in. Oh my gosh. Dude, yes. I don't know why I couldn't think of that name. I love At the drive-in. Dude, it was, they were incredible. Like, Incredible keyboard player, two guitar players, bass player, lead singer, drummer, and dude, it was, and they were like the kindest dudes. They like would take my little band, let's open for them, you know. And I always just felt so cool opening for those guys, you know. So we'll get back to uh, Kyle's question. I'm sorry. Okay, what do you say to people when they say who say they can't wear hats? You can wear a hat. You just need a custom hat. Yeah, because anyone can wear. Any any hat that I make or any hat out there, I think confidence is definitely part of it, right? Yeah. Um, well, I, well, you answer this question, David, because you didn't, you never wore a yeah. wide brimmed hat. Now yeah. you do. I had, I had my hat experience had been um, just like stretchable baseball caps or yeah. whatever. For flex like, fit. Yeah, flex fit. Yeah, and honestly, I wasn't sure I was I was gonna like a, a hat, like a real hat, and it really wasn't until. I put this on the day that I was still skeptical of it until the day it was on my head. And then I was like, oh, this is great. Mm -hmm. And it was all about having it custom for me. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, it fits me. Yeah. You know, it yeah. fits my head. Like, not just fits my head, it fits personality wise too. Well, you helped design it too. Yeah. I mean, it was something that we thought of together in a collaboration, yeah. right? You're like, I'm thinking these colors. I wear this color. I. I think I might do it doing this, wear it doing while I'm doing this, you know? And I'm like, okay, well maybe we'll do a, you know, like a nice charcoal gray. And then we have like the whiskey ribbon on there and that looks yeah. really good. And it's like, you're wearing a camo shirt and black jeans and nice boots. And it's like, and it looks great on you. Yeah. You know? So yeah, I, I would say hat. any hat can look good on you. It just probably has to be one of my hats. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. Okay. Our final question. This is Greg. Greg Smith. What is it? I it I Smitty, Smitty, Smitty. Okay. <laughs> Greg, I can't pronounce your thing. I don't know. Uh, it's from Greg, who has two hats from us. Nice, awesome guy. In terms of your custom hats, which style is the most difficult for you? Ooh. Um, I would say probably, uh, cowboy hats. Cowboy hats. Cowboy hats. Yeah, because the brim, like the, like yeah, the one? the one on the wall, yeah. yeah. I wore that one actually for a long time. It's available on the website. It's a good looking hat. I think it's called Coyote, it's, I think Coyote Canyon. It's almost like the opposite colorway of my hat. It really is. Yeah, that's a natural, that body is a nat, it's natural beaver dyed black. And then it has a distressed black band on it. And it actually has a python skin keeper on the other side. That's a good looking hat. Thank you. 
<laughs> it's awesome. I love that thing. Um, but yeah, I think cowboy hats are, and a lot of the cowboy dudes, like you need to like, know your stuff because a lot of those boys can shape their own hats. And a lot of you, them have to, a lot of them have to. Yeah. You know, so you send some person their hat and it, you know, and the brims off on one side, they're going to be like, what the hell are you doing? You know, are you blindfolded when you made this thing, you know? So those are the hardest, but those are the most fun though. Like I love making cowboy hats. They're, they're the hardest and my, but my favorite hats to make, I'd say for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. I'd say cowboy hats. Sometimes That's a good question too. It is a very good question. It's an interesting answer to that. Well, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Allegedly. Allegedly. No hat's difficult. Gage is great at hats. Well, dude, there's been some hat. There's been a couple hats that are... Let me think. What was another one? Um, Josh Payne's hat. This one. This red one right here. Do you yeah. see this? Yeah, that's a super cool color. Yeah. That was... That's like a stubby brim fedora. And that one was hard. I dyed that one a bunch of times. I'm probably going to have to re-dye it. I'm just not crazy about yeah. it. I just can't like I, I have a hard time. Well, it's like with with um with music and in and producing or mixing. Yeah. You know, if you're not sold on it, you can't let that product go. Yeah. You know? You're like, oh, I need something else. What it what is it? You know, like um I feel that same way with hats where I'm like, this is bugging me. This this dye job is bu- bugging me. What whatever it is, this this ribbon right here, the ribbon is is slightly coming off the hat. Yeah. So I have to like cut it off and like re-iron it, you know, and arc it to like wrap it around, you know, um, reflange it, whatever, whatever you hat nerds want to call it. You know, <laughs> people get mad. People get mad if you don't use the correct correct terminology. Correct terminology. Yeah. Some people don't. Some yeah. Some people don't like dyed hats and that's fine i can make clean hats too but uh, yeah the hat worlds the hat world is very weird it's very secretive i could see that a lot i've since i've been getting kind of into the hat thing um before i got this one i followed a bunch of dudes on instagram just kind of seeing what i like what i don't Mm -hmm. like um and it kind of it's actually kind of led me to a question so we can add a fourth question oh my god um the, you know how you have to burn your hats. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've always been interested in that, and I saw a guy just absolutely nuking a hat. Yeah, just like I felt like it was way over burning the hat. Is that a thing? If you don't know what you're doing, yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> like he just was like, and just let it burn, and then it was just burning for so long. Yeah, and I feel like. So my hat has like a texture to it. It's yeah. like a cool texture. I really, I, I enjoy that texture, but I feel like after they burned that, the one I was watching, it was almost like smooth or something. I'm, I don't know. It almost looked like reflective-y and maybe it's just from the burning process. So I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Your hat has texture because you're feeling that the actual beaver felt right yeah like because i sanded your hat with three different grips to get like that nice has a texture but smooth though right your hat is like baby smooth you know um so i do burn hats through my process but i only burn hats 
twice. Tops. Because what you want that to do, that's just getting the extra felt off of your your it is basically a hat is made of a beetle from South America, whose name escapes me right now. But it's literally just beetle guts mm-hmm. and beaver felt mashed together. Okay. And that's what gives it like this you know, it's it's the stiffness is from the, the guts of the beetle, right? Yeah. And that's, you know, and that keeps it stiff and stuff, but the steam and everything activates it, right? You get it hot. You know, remember like when I was like kind of like shaping some hats, you've seen like it's it's soft. It's like a moldable, like yeah. malleable clay. And then it gets hard over time. That's because of the, the beetle that's inside of the hat, right? Like okay. the guts inside of the hat. So since it is felt, there's those longer hairs, right? As I'm sanding the hat down that I don't, that don't, just the grit, the sandpaper misses every once in a while. Yeah. So I light it on fire real quick i mean i it's like and then i'm yeah shoot it out right yeah i saw your little instagram where yeah it was like and the steam just puts it out it. immediately yeah. yeah you know um hats are burning a little bit longer these days so ever clear though good lord you know <laughs> <laughs> but um when dudes or chicks whatever when they sit there and torch hats like that what you're doing is you're also getting rid of a lot of the natural oils that are within the beaver felt. Yeah. You know, and you want those in there. You yeah. know what I mean? That's what helps the hat be more water repellent, right? That's what makes a beaver hat what it is. Yeah. Beavers live in water, you know? Um, so it's just not good. And it may, and that stuff like where you, you know, you can burn the shit out of the hat and stuff like that. And it's reflective and everything, you know? It just, the texture just did not at all look like the texture on my hat. No, because like, it's, it's totally it's, different. It's singed. It's like, so it's burnt hair. It's burning hair. Yeah. So think of when you like light part of your beard on fire, yeah. it curls up all crazy, For right? Sure. It's, it's, it's just burnt hair. And, but that stuff flakes off. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a dude brought a hat and he brought one of his hats in. Right. And you know, old boy torched this dude's hat like torched it and he want me to flatten the brim and do the stuff and i go okay cool i go you want me to clean your hat too he's like yeah i go i just want you to know i'm gonna put the sponge this hat and all this is gonna come off all this black charred stuff it's just gonna come right off and he's like oh okay cool that's fine i don't like it anyways i'm like okay cool and what did I do? It just came right off. You yeah. know what I mean? It, and it that's the thing. It's like you get these dudes who are torching these hats and doing these dumbass designs in these hats. And they have no idea what they're doing because they got a Stetson or like a wool hat and they're just burning the shit out of it. And it's like, dude, that stuff comes off. It literally comes off. I mean, it and makes a cool Instagram clip, I guess. Absolutely but. it does. It looks awesome when I have a hat freaking on fire that I put it out with my like with the steam, it looks yeah. rad, you know, but I just think a lot of dudes that do that really don't understand what they're actually, what doing. they're actually doing. You know, I was wondering that cause it, it, it definitely looked not like what I have. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And that's a problem though, dude. Like I said, it's a secretive thing. I was fortunate enough to where I, I was an apprentice for, you know, three and a half years, you know what I mean? So, um, and not a lot of dudes are handing out apprenticeships that those are pretty hard to come by. 
you know, I'd imagine, especially right now, people would be scared that you're going to steal their ideas or something or their clients. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, that Mustang just drive by again. It probably was. I heard it. Uh, Did you hear it? Yeah, it had to be the Mustang. Every Every week, dude. Every week. 9.30. 9.30. 9.30. 9.30. On <laughs> Thursday, baby, he's cruising on by. Yeah, you know, and, and I don't what know, What if man. he listens to the podcast and he's just like, I'm just going to go screw them up again? That'd be awesome. <laughs> what if he's in the back lot just doing donuts in the gravel back there? <laughs> like, who's this guy? He's like, it's me, dude. <laughs> I'm like, buy a hat. Quit tearing at the back. <laughs> um, but hey, man, you know, everyone has their own style. And that's cool. It's it's whatever. And that's what people want to spend their money on. They can yeah. do it. That's great. It's I, America. It's America, baby. I don't care. You know, I don't care. It's cool. Uh, but you might be kind of getting ripped off. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Who gives a shit? You know, but any more brain busters? Man, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to hear the homeless guy in the back. Like, I got a question. <laughs> Can I have a dollar? <laughs> yeah. Gosh, dude. Well, dude, what does your week look like, man? What's what's so you're going to do? Wait, tell everyone where you're working at this week. This week? Next week? Oh, uh, Monday night. We're at the Ryman. Oh, my God. <laughs> That'll be fun. Um, yeah, I've never actually, I've never actually worked a show at the Ryman yet. And you're just taking tickets to the door? I, I really don't know. <laughs> I have no idea what. I don't even know. All I know is I got told to show up. That's, That's awesome, all I know. dude. They just said, "Hey, we're going to be at the Ryman on Monday night," and I was like, "All right, cool. Where do I park?" And they're like, "I'm not sure yet. I'll find out." Oh, so exciting. Cool. Yeah. Exciting, man. That's awesome. I'm pumped for you. So that'll be super fun. Uh, just been so busy lately, <laughs> which awesome, is great. dude. How fortunate. Great. How, how fortunate. Yeah. It's humbling to be a, one of the people who've been able to stay busy through this whole season. Yeah. You know, at first I was like real pumped up about being able to sit at home and like read a book during quarantine or no, whatever. No, listen to a book. Listen to a book. But if I was sitting at home... Not doing anything. Okay. I could have actually read a book okay, yeah. for like the first time in forever. Uh, you know, and I saw these people, I saw like a bunch of my friends, they were all just like stuck at home. And I was like, man, that must be the life. But yeah. then I was like, I would be so bored, you know, but yeah. to have work consistently through this whole thing, even though it's been a lot, yeah. it's definitely, I'm better busy as a person than sure. I am when I'm not busy. Really? Sure. How so? I feel like when I'm not busy, my mind's racing to like find things to do. Mm. When I'm working, doing stuff that I love, yeah, it just focuses me better. Okay, and and then it lets my work be work, and it lets my home because I can shut that off and go do what I want at home. If I'm at home thinking about work, I'm not at work, and I'm not with my family. You know what I mean? How do you balance? work and family you have two kids i do that is the most difficult thing probably about my job because with production stuff and i'm sure you run into this with hats and stuff too i get a lot of very last minute things where the deadline is like we need this done yesterday like i'm working on a project right now for 
a client that I have worked on two of their last records. Mm-hmm. Um, but they called me, they're doing a TV show thing and they sent their budget. Wasn't what I normally, it wasn't enough to cover what I normally charge. So they yeah. didn't even approach me with it. They talked to a, a local guy where they're at and they sent it to him. They paid him like, I think for him, I think they paid them like a hundred bucks a song for okay. this, for the show. And it's not like a big thing. It's literally just tuning a lead vocal mixing, uh, however long each song is. And yeah. they just get thrown on individual TV episodes, sure. whatever. So, and it's just, that's one little segment of this bigger TV show. Sure. So they sent it to this dude and he just sat on it for like a month and a half Ooh. and then ghosted him. Oh, took, I, I think, I think total, they've got like 12 songs. Uh, took their hundred bucks. And he, well, they, he took like 1200 bucks cause he, they oh. paid him up front a oh. hundred bucks a song for all these things. And I think he's like a newer guy Yeah, cause they didn't tell me who it was, but I know a lot of the guys in that area and it's none of those guys for sure. Say his name. Let's get him canceled. Cancel him. Cancel him. Cancel him. <laughs> I wish I knew who it was because, <laughs> you know, that, that crap makes us all look bad. You know, yeah. it makes production in general look bad. And so uh, they called me and they were like, hey, you know, I know it's not what you normally get paid, but whatever. And then on top of that, they're like, we're desperate. We have to get this out because uh, their network or whatever is been on them for it and so in the middle of all this crazy travel and stuff like I had to take my rig with me when I went to North Carolina and I was like spending some time with family and then at night after everyone went to sleep I was tuning vocals and like trying to do some mixing stuff yeah and so you know it's anodyne yeah in the middle (laughs) you know in the middle of all this craziness still being so busy outside of the money aspect of it it just gives it gives a little bit more meaning to both sides of that, of that balance equation. Mm-hmm. Cause once, you know, it's the, like the work hard, play hard thing. <coughs> if you don't work hard, it's hard to play hard. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Cause it's not there. And, and if, if you're out trying to do stuff and all you can think about is work, oh, like you dude. have to, it's hard for me to shut them off. But if I, if I do go work hard, I have no problem going out and, having a good time really you know it but i need your mentality dude (laughs) it it's taken me a long time to figure out where that switch is you know what i mean and it it really has to be that yeah and i still struggle with it sometimes but when i've got a ton of stuff the harder i work on that stuff the easier it is to shut that switch off sure because i've given i've given that thing 110 percent yes on the time that is available for it. Okay. And then once I have to shut it off, I don't feel bad about not still working on that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I do. I have a hard time. uh, I used to be like very anal about like, I'm up, I'm awake. I gotta go. Bye. Kiss, kiss, you know, kiss my fiance, kiss my kid and I'm out the door, you know? And, and I'm like, I came to the conclusion, like it's one hour. It's one hour of me just to be at home and just to like, sit and, and be and just try to hang you, you know what I mean yeah. like maybe going to walk with my kid yep. on the block whatever you know maybe we go to the park first before I go to work and stuff and um, or or to come home and just like have dinner hang out I used to just like skip it I'm like no oh, I'm working I'm working yeah. I'm working and then I was like wow I'm a really <laughs> bad partner and 
like a really piece of shit dad. That's not who I ever wanted to be or imagined myself to be, you know? Oh yeah. Um, I still find myself in that, in those shoes sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean, and yeah. I, think, I think like as like hardworking people who, you know, when you own your own business, you're kind of everything to everyone. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And it's hard to be that all the time for your business and be what you're supposed to be at home. Yeah. It is a super difficult balance. It is. Yeah. Like today we, we, uh, Donna had an appointment and then, uh, you know, we went, went to, went and got groceries, you know, at Trader Joe's and stuff. And I was, it was just like, and I had to take my dog to the, to the vet and I was like, you know, I'm just take the first half of the day off and just be with my family, you yeah. know? And I knew we had our podcast tonight and I had to go cut templates out and I was like, I have to shoot. I have to get my reps in for the day. You know, I have a hunt you know, next weekend. Yeah. And so I can't not practice. And it's like this discipline that I've developed to where I'm like, I, I get like twitchy if I don't shoot now. Oh, you it, know, I mean, yeah. It's Once like, it's part of your schedule. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So it, it was, it was good just to be like, Hey, we're just hanging out. We're going to go get groceries and just be with the family and, and just kind of do our thing. And I got, when I get, when I get home is when I'll go to work, you know? Yeah. It's no big deal. Um, but because I went to work late, I, I do stay late. Like that's my, my rule. If I show up late, I leave late. And, um, yeah, that's been, but that's been a, that's been my hardest thing to learn is just like, okay, I have to, when I'm home, I need to be present. I don't need to be looking at emails. Yeah. I don't need to be looking at orders. You know, my phone dings and it's, you know, oh, you know, just sold a couple t-shirts. Oh, just sold another hat. You know, it's like I try now to put my phone down. Don't look at it. Be present. Give my kid a bath. You know, have dinner. Yeah. And then at night, like, you know, uh, Don and I are like really in like murder mysteries. Yeah. Love murder mysteries, dude. We, we watch a lot of Hulu about that stuff. And so... Yeah, you know, that's that's been my new thing is just being like, hey, don't be a piece of shit and be present with your family. Oh, totally. You know? Yeah. Um, and so that's, but dude, it's, it's, you're right though, because if you are everything to everyone at your business and at home, you are pulled in 50 different directions and eventually you run out. Eventually you run out. Yes. And I think for me, that's where like shooting my bow is like my thing to, be by myself. Yep. It's therapeutic for me because when I'm at the shop, I'm working, you know, like yeah. it's, it's, it's work. I, lo I love what I do. I, I've been in times of famine and I've been in times like where, where I've fe I'm feasting, yeah. you know, I'm no, in one absolutely. of those times. It's fantastic. I love it. How do we keep it going this way? How do we, what do we do? Okay. Podcast. Okay. New limited shirt, whatever. Right. I'm always just kind of like thinking about stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I found that like shooting my bow has been like my therapeutic time where I'm just like, yep, just me doing my thing. I don't know anyone here. I don't want to talk to anyone, you know? Yeah. And yeah, it's been fantastic. Yeah. Know? I think, I think you definitely have to find, find those things. And I, you can, you can be everything for everyone at work and at home, mm -hmm. but you can't be everything for everyone at work while being everything for everyone at home. Dude, 
Yes, that is the thing. And and that's where the switch comes in. You're not you're not like just shutting off doing stuff. Yeah. You just have to be able to be like, okay, this is who I am here at work. I need to be this other set of things when I get home. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I think uh, also it's hard with social media as well, because my business is based off of a lot of it off of social media. And when you're when you're a business owner, too. When, when that, when that ding goes off that you got an email about for me, it, you know, it's like, oh, we want you to work on this project. Great. Mentally, I'm celebrating that little victory that I just got, you know, because every shirt you sell, every hat you sell, every mix I get, whatever that's as a business owner, that's a, that's a victory that you just got, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, you know, for, for people who are just working for whoever, and it's nothing against that, mm-hmm. but you know, someone who gets an email, that's like, Oh, we've accepted your contract for working with the company that you're an assistant at mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, cool. Nobody cares. Yeah. Really? I mean like, congratulations, but like the, whoever owns that business got that victory. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But for us, it's like that little, that, that shirt that sold or that mix I got or, you know, whatever it is. That's like, okay, cool. That just put food on my table. Dude, and it's, yeah. it's a different thing and it makes it even more difficult to shut that switch off yes. when those are the victories that you're getting. Yes. And one thing too, that happens a lot that gets me really like jacked up is, is, you know, I get a text, you know, from Tim Montana who I just, I can't say enough good things about that guy. I just love him to death. Um, and, and he's become a great friend and he's like, Hey dude, just told so-and-so about your hats. I'm like, dude, Oh my God, for real. Yeah. And then five minutes later, it's like, ding, Hey dude, I'm Tim's friend, you know, whoever it is. I'm like, Holy crap. And I'm like on the couch, I'm like, Donna, look who wants to get a hat. And I'm, I'm blown away by it, you know? And I have to remember it's exciting. It's exciting. You know, like as my partner, she's stoked for me. You know, but then I'm always like, okay, I need to like, this is great. But all I talk about is bow hunting and Daisy May Hat Co. Yeah. I need to like, I need to stop and, and like have deeper conversations with my partner, you yeah. know, because how I feel loved is get stoked with me in this moment. Cause holy shit, we're going to the top, you know, yeah, and absolutely. it's not where she's just like, Hey, I'd like to go walking. I'd like to go for a walk and you know, go to the aquarium, grab coffee, have a conversation, sit yeah. outside in the back porch. And I'm just like, yeah, for sure. Me too. And then I'm like, I don't make time for those things. I need to, you know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> and I think a lot of that has to do with, um, you know, Instagram, my business comes from Instagram, my business, emails, texts, whatever, whatever it is. Right. I'm yeah. like, I'm always glued to my phone and I'm trying so hard to break away from that where I'm like, Hey, while I'm at the shop, I'm working. If I'm not the shop, I'm not working. Yeah. You know, I don't need to be worrying about this stuff. I don't need to worry about, you know, making phone calls or ordering this, ordering that, you know, putting this together for December, you know, for, for our Christmas bundle, which is going to be bad ass by the way. Sweet. I can't wait. I'm very excited about the Christmas bundle. So, um, we got mugs, mugs, these ones. No, those are just for us, dude. I love the amazing them. Amelia McCann made those for us. Shout out to Amelia. Um, no, they're like, they're like Yetis. 
Ooh. But they're not Yetis. They're like a different brand, but they're going to have the tiger on them. Sweet. It's going to be sick. That's awesome. I would definitely be buying one of those. Yeah. And then <laughs> uh, what else we got? I think you could do a shop rag. Yeah. Like shop rag stuff. T-shirt. And then we got motherfucking trucker hats coming in, bitches. So I make sense. What did you decide? Are you have you announced what you're putting on the trucker hat yet? No, I'm excited to find out at some point. Uh, yeah, I still don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going with the tiger. Tiger. I think we're going with the tiger. I have two prototypes on the way to me right now. I like the tiger a lot. I like the. Ti- I love the rabbit though. I, I love the rabbit, but it's always weird because it's like my face. That's the rabbit. So I was like, I'm wearing like my t-shirt now. And people are like, what is that? I'm like, look up. <laughs> it's not hard, you know? But why are you looking here? Yeah. I'm right here. I'm up here. Hey, my eyes, pervert. Looking at my eyes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's a, there's a few things I really want to do that I'm super pumped on. And like we got, might be doing hoodies. Yeah. That I'm like really excited about. And I'm just trying to figure out like what we want to do. I think we might do some like embroidered stuff on a hoodie. That'd be really cool. Um, but I think we're gonna do like tiger stripe camo. That would be awesome. Like it's like that, like Vietnam, Vietnam camo, yeah. you know? Dude, I love I'm such a sucker for that. I don't know why. I love it though. I think it looks so badass. Um, but not everyone wears camo. But I'm like, dude, you're getting your hats from a freaking redneck. Like <laughs> I get that I'm in fashion. I love fashion. Dude, camo's you know? fashion. Dude, camo's so fashion. Camo's so fashion. It is. I love it. I think it is. I think it's badass, man. But yeah, we're 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 we're, we're in some talks with some really cool things that we're, I'm really excited about. So, just good things ahead, you know. But um, what else? What else? Oh, dude, first hunt. Yes. Twenty sixth. My first hunt. Do you know, have you, have you gone and like surveyed the area you're going to hunt? Going on Sunday. Me and my buddy Sam are going to go on Sunday. Um, yeah, he's been shooting bows for a long time. He's just been hunting. He's my childhood best friend known since I was like 13 years old in our first band together. That kind of thing. He's played for, yeah, he's played for, he's in in the midst of lions on face down for a long time. Okay. They broke up. He worked for four today, joined four today, played guitar for four today for a few years, a couple records. He did some fill-in stuff for Devil Wars Prada a couple times. That's cool. And then played yeah. with for Memphis Mayfire for a couple years. He's had a great music career, man. He's freaking awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, he's done really well for himself, and he's just from Edgewood, New Mexico, like me. But I'll just say, is he still doing music stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, he's about to have twins, dude. Oh. Dude, that's awesome. Twins. Oh my God. I can't imagine that. No way. I was like, dude, you're going to die. <laughs> Your life's over. Uh, but he actually has a, he owns a really awesome handyman company here in town. Okay. Called Handy Nash is what it's called. Handy Nash. Yeah. He does all this stuff. Um, uh, but yeah, we're going to go, we're going Sunday to go scout. And then uh, Saturday I'm going to this dude's property and gonna go shoot his property and uh he's got some private land out there 
Yeah. He's got some deer that he said I can hunt on. Sweet. And I'm very excited about that. Um, I need a pump, but I'm starting with turkey because I'm like, I need to do something small first because I'm like, if I shoot a deer first, then I'd be a little bit overwhelming for me where I'm like, I literally have to cut this entire thing open and cut it into pieces. Yeah. Like I have to cut the legs off and I have to cut the ribs off and I have to pull the freaking guts, guts out of out. it. Yeah. You know, field dressing is the worst. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. It's Have you ever done that before? Once when I was 14, I went hunting Oryx with my dad. Oryx, also known as a Gimsbeck. Yeah. Um, they're from Africa. We were in New Mexico. A prince from Africa, so I was told, a prince from Africa gave the governor of New Mexico like 30 of these things as a gift, right? And they just took the land and flourished, right? And yeah. they just eat themselves out of house and home, you know? So, like, they're like, yo, we got to come in here and clean these bad boys up. You know? I had no idea that oryx are desert animals. Yes. Thrive. They're, they're the biggest amazing. horses. They're huge. Yeah. They're beautiful. Oh, yeah. They're beautiful. They're terrifying if you run up on one and don't know that they're there. When did that happen to you? We had one. So, our neighbor had a, at my granddad's property in Texas. Yeah. Our neighbor, neighboring ranch had... Um, a bunch of like they had weird game from all over like you of course you it's never Texas. know what you're gonna run into yeah. on that fence line so like some days you'd run into like kangaroo some days you'd run into like a tiger just crazy things uh we did have a couple mountain lions out there that were pretty ridiculous uh also those are terrifying those oh. are way more terrifying than oryx for sure i gotta tell you my dad's mountain lion story but please continue yeah um and so i came up over the top of this hill and our floodgate had broken during a really bad storm that we had yeah and some of them had gotten onto our property and that storm was really bad because all of our floodgates broke and on the front of our property uh, we had a neighbor who was an idiot and he bought like probably a hundred or so emus <laughs> emus are the worst yeah dislike all the way there's an emu emus. farm not far from my house where i grew up they're horrible yeah uh they're mean yeah somehow they're like double jointed in their knee and they can kick you forwards or backwards and they're just horrible creatures yeah. in, in my opinion uh anyway so i was in the back and i found i i was on a four-wheeler uh, and my four wheeler ran out of gas and I was like mm, three quarters of a mile away from where our gas was at. Yeah. And so I had to walk back Well, I came up over this ridge and I was just cut instead of like taking the roads, I was cutting through like the woods. Yeah. And I went through an area that I'd never walked in. I don't know if any human had ever walked through this part of the woods. That's kind of fascinating though. And I came up over this top of this ridge and I just hear, <sighs> And there's one like two feet away from me behind a tree, just like staring me down. And luckily it got scared and ran off. But that thing was, it was huge. And it was not one of like our deer there will run away or they'll run up to you because they want, because they're like a dog and want food. Yeah. But that Oryx was like not expecting it there. Yeah. It was terrifying. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. My dad shot one. My dad, I think my dad's got two before. Mm -hmm. There's 
you know, whatever. He's hunted, hunted them twice. My brother got one. My brother got the biggest one of that year where its horns were like, I want to say like 34 inches. Oh, yeah. Like they were massive and he got it mounted. You know, it's they're beautiful animals, man. And the meat. Oh, oh so incredible. good. So good. Um, I'm going to tell you this mountain lion story real quick. My dad was hunting last year, hunting elk last year, I think, or maybe mm-hmm. been the, no, it was the year before, year before, because he's got, he went two years in a row. Yeah. So he was hunting last year and he was out on this like little kind of smaller cliff that overlooked this draw, right? And he's looking over on the other side of this kind of valley thing, you know, just kind of spotting whatever, right? And uh, he's kind of glassing out there and he heard something behind him and he was like, what the hell is that? You know, and my brother Robert was like, I don't know, 20 yards above him, right? And he was looking down at my dad, you know, because they're like on these two different, like little little cliff faces, right? Mm-hmm. And Robert's like, they had walkie talkies and they keep them real quiet, you know, whatever. And he's like, hey, uh, don't turn around. Like, or like, good, you need to turn around like really slow or something like that, you know, or like whatever. And he's like, there's a mountain lion right behind you. And it was looking at my dad. Like, like that's my lunch, you know? Oh, yeah. And my dad turned around and he's like, dude, this thing is just like between, like behind this bush, just staring at me. And, and it like was, and it started like walking, like looking at him, right? Like he's like, I'm going to eat you. And my dad like grabbed a rock and threw it. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. And just. Like yeah. I'm out of here, you know, and like ran off. But I yeah. was like, dude, what They're if so my powerful dude? They're what if ridiculous. my brother wasn't there? What if yeah. he hadn't been there? It would have freaking chewed the back of my dad's head off. Oh yeah, that's dude. what they do. Yep, they're terrifying. They're one of the like most amazing predators on the planet, dude. Them and like wolves. Yeah, wolves are from hell. They are insane. I watched, I can't remember who it was. It was someone on Instagram I was following. May have been like John Dudley or someone, like one of those hunter guys, right? Yeah. He was like uh, walking this ranch or something like that and found wolf shit. Mm -hmm. And it had porcupine quills in it. Oh, yeah. Dude, they're brutal. Like They eat everything. Everything. They will eat everything. Everything. God. We had one of the mountain lions that we saw... Um, my granddad was like, I will give you $5,000 if you go kill one of those mountain lions. Cause they were, they were taking our elk. Yeah. Like they were killing our elk and eating them. Oh yeah, dude. Uh, and so my dad, my granddad was like, I'll give you $5,000. The most money I've ever made has been getting rid of animals for my granddad. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you that story in a second. Um, but he was like, I'll give you $5,000 if you go get rid of this mountain lion because they, they were killing like two elk a night for a while. And, just leaving uh, the body, just leaving them there. They would kill one because they hunt for food, but they also hunt just because. Do they joy kill? They can. Yeah, they joy just kill because they have the ability to. And so they're yes. like, "Oh, you I'll people take, don't understand that." Like, I'll take two because I can. Yes, and they'll just leave one, and yes. it'll rot. And it, you know, like if they take a deer, whatever, like it's part of nature, or whatever. I, we didn't care about them just taking a deer. We preferred them not to take our elk, but if it happened, it happened. Well, they started just leaving them laying around. And uh, the reason I found out and knew for sure it was a mountain lion was in Texas, we don't have super tall trees, but I found an elk put in the top of one of the trees 
and nothing else could carry an elk to the top of a tree. There's no wait, wait. Yes, it drugged the elk up the tree into and hung it over a branch to keep it off the ground. Full size elk. That's elk doe. Amazing. Yeah. It's just a cow. Yeah. Yeah. And just drug it up and left it there. And so yeah, I I was like, I'm gonna make five thousand dollars. You know, I was like eighteen or something and and I just took his thirty out six and went out and just tried to find find this thing. And for like days I was like trying to figure out where it's at. And they have a nine mile territory. Mm -hmm. So like a nine mile radius around and so that's bigger than the property that we had and bigger than like a lot of the properties around us even. Yeah. And so, um, I spotted it on our main road one day and our main road has one of, one of our game fences is right next to it. It's a 12 foot high fence mm-hmm. and it's just sitting there on the side of the road staring at me and I didn't have a gun with me and I was leaving the property and it's just sitting there staring at me like, I know you don't have a gun right now, so I'm, I'm going to show you. You've been out here looking for me. I'm right here. And I, it just sat there and I drove my, and I was like, if I can run this thing over in my Jeep, I'll still get $5,000. I'll buy a new Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, I, w- I just started going after this thing and it literally from a sitting position jumped up over the 12 foot fence and just landed on the other side and sat there. No way. I've never seen something jump over a game fence like that. I mean, just perfectly cleared the fence. Just as easy as possible. Dude, I'm just still stuck on the fact that they were joy killing and then it drug an elk up into a tree. Mm -hmm. Most of them, they just left laying around in the field. But they'll drag them up into the trees and just gnaw on them. Yep. People don't understand that. People don't realize, like, like, nature is so brutal. I mean, they call them a mountain lion. It's actually a lion it's a lion like yes they're they're huge yes they like oh man yeah i i love animals dude i just i'm so fascinated by by just the wild you know it it it, when you hear something like that to be like hey go grab your dinner i want you to kill it and then carry it up to carry it up in a tree people be like like my Big Mac or like my Chick Fil A, <laughs> yeah. you know. Where do I go buy this? Like thing? where? Do, yeah, like you know, I'm blown away by it. You know, I have a lot of friends that are vegan and stuff like that, and it's awesome. And and it's like, hey man, if that's what you want to do. You can you can do that. You know. Yeah. Um, but I think that's one thing I'm like very excited about hunting is to like field dress this animal, right? Like with my own two hands. Yeah. And take it harvest some meat, harvest some organs, the heart, liver, you know, then take it home and cook that. And then like literally from nose, tail to table, man, like yep. I, I'll bring you some meat. Hopefully yes, I get dude. something, dude. Yeah. Um, the weirdest thing about deer, yeah, especially field dressing them is their front legs mm-hmm. are only attached to their body with like just like a muscle. Yeah. It's a small thing that you just cut off. There's not like, there's not a bone. There's not like a joint that Mm -hmm. connects their, their front shoulders to their body. So they're basically just floating on the rest of their body. That's so strange. It's so strange. They don't have a joint there. Like your shoulder has a joint. They don't have joints. They just, are you sure? Yeah. Cause I know, I know that I feel like I've seen, I've been watching a lot of videos of dudes like field dressing deer, you know, um, so 
to connect two stories, the floodgates opened at the front and yes. let those stupid emus onto our property. <gasps> so we had like 60 of them and they, that's right near the main like barn building yeah. for the property. And they were just roaming all over and pooping everywhere and Ooh. just made all like the entire like pavement and stuff on our road and up by the main building just made everything filthy and they smelled terrible yeah and so just just imagine like the most pigeons you've ever seen except they're like gigantic like seven feet tall yeah yeah so my granddad was like uh this is where i made the most money from getting rid of animals for him uh we had told our neighbor like you have to get these things off of our property yeah. And so we gave him like two weeks to get these things off. And they're so stupid. They just stayed right in that front field and would not leave. Yeah. And so I guess maybe he tried to get them back, but he couldn't. My granddad was like, if they're not gone by the end of this week, we're ju- we're going to get rid of them. So my granddad was like, go, go get rid of them. He's like, I'll give you $300 for every one you get rid of. And I was like, cool. So I was, I was like, I'm going to just shoot them and then be good. Yeah. Um, they're impossible to shoot because their main, their body doesn't have anything important in it. And their head is so just moves around so much. You're never going to hit it. And so they're the most difficult thing in the world to kill. How'd you kill it? Um, I got a, I had a four wheeler with really big tires on it. Oh my God. You ran them over. Yeah. I made $3,000 that day. No way. It was great. Are you serious? You just ran over emus? Yeah, I was like 17. It was great. Oh, my God. You just pissed off so many fucking people. (laughs) They're so mad at you right now. Oh, my God. You guys, it's in the past. It was. change past. It was. I wouldn't run over them today. Would have done a different way. I would have. Dude, $3,000, so much money if you're 17. Dude, it was the most money I ever made in a day at that point in my life. Yeah. Hell, yeah. That's awesome. I can't say. My other job was like, I was like a lifeguard or something. Yeah. Something dumb. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, you were right. They don't have any ball joints or anything. No bone to bone contact. No. It's That's literally amazing. just, it's literally just like, dude, it's like yeah. tendons or not, not even tendons. It's just like uh, muscles and like the connective tissue or whatever. Yeah. Cause as you dude, say you that, off with a pocket knife. Yeah. Cause as you say that, I'm thinking now, I'm like, oh, yeah. Cause as you, cut the skirt off right and it's like you just do that and like i remember seeing like this like huge holes yep. like right there on the sides you know yeah because you just it's literally skin and muscle that yeah the legs on you take those off then you had to like take the back straps out stuff like that you know it was the weirdest thing in the world the first time my dad was like look just cut right here and then just pull and it was like you're like oh my god I'm like what happened dude oh it's so crazy i'm oh, so excited man. i'm so pumped it's so awesome i'm so pumped. i'm excited for you See how it goes, dude. Saturday. Next Saturday. Next Saturday. But by the time you guys hear this, it'll be like this, this Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. Uh, so this, we should say this Saturday. So, yeah. well, dude, let's get out of here. What yeah. a great, what a great podcast. This I had so much fun episode. talking to you, man. I love it. We have super awesome guest for, uh, lined up for next week. Yeah. We can't say who it is. But It'll be good. It's good. I'm pumped. I'm super pumped. All right. Hey, peace. Thank you guys so much. Uh, love you. Bye. Also, new limited edition Daisy May Hat Co. home team shirts are available. And if you listen to this podcast, you can get 15% off your order with DMCC 
15. DMCC 15? Yeah. Did I say 15% off? Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. It's DMCC 15. All uh, capital letters. All right, bye. Bye.